your soul and my soul are the same thing. Therefore, we're already mates. So do I believe in soulmates? Yes. But I believe that anyone I come in contact with in this incarnation is a soulmate. Do I believe in one soulmate in terms of my romantic life that is destined to be with my soul? No, I don't. I don't believe that. Hi, and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast, where we explore how we can better understand our thoughts, feelings and actions, change our results and feel less alone as we navigate this crazy little thing called life. My name is Emily Chabborn, and I recorded this episode live in my free Facebook group, Unashamedly Human with Emily Chabborn. If you're not a member yet, head to the show notes to join this global community, and you'll be able to join me live next week as I record the next episode of Unashamedly Human, the podcast. Make sure you follow me on Instagram too, Unashamedly Emily, and enjoy this episode. Dear M, this might be a bit of a personal question, so don't feel like you have to answer it. Just quietly, I love the personal questions. But I was wondering if you believe in soulmates. I hear a lot of people talk about how they've met their soulmate, how they're waiting for their soulmate. And to be honest, the idea of it kind of bums me out because I, like you, am single. Do you ever feel upset or unhappy about the fact that you are single? And do you have any advice for keeping positive in my search for a soulmate? Using air quotes. So, I mean, the short answer is yes and no in terms of do I believe in soulmates? And then the short answer to am I sad about the fact that I'm single Depends on the day you ask me, but generally no. So let's start with the concept of soulmates, shall we? There are some theories out there that state that your soul comes down with clear and purposeful intent. And it comes down to learn certain lessons. It comes down to have some certain experiences. There are obviously the more Buddhist traditions that believe in karma So your soul kind of like clocks up like points, if you like, depending on the past life experience that you have had. So you will pull through into this life any karmic experience that you've had in a past life. So if you were a complete fucking dick in a past life, you will find that you have karma that you need to work through in this life to pay off the penance, if you like, for the for the experiences that you've had in the lives that have preceded this one. There are also some theories that say that as souls, we make contracts with each other. So you may have heard it said that, you know, you choose your parents, your soul chooses your parents so that you can learn certain lessons and have certain foundational human experiences that will make way for certain lessons that the soul needs to have while you're here, while it's here in this incarnation. And I remember once Coming out of a really awful breakup, I'd had my heart completely, totally and utterly shattered. One of those relationships which will, you know, talk about growth. I mean, it was huge. The learnings and the lessons were huge, but the lessons, as often happens, came in a massive bundle of pain, not even like tied up with a pretty bow, like just like a bag of shit landing at your door pain. And in the pursuit to try and not feel what I was feeling, other than drinking myself under the table on a daily basis, I was looking around for all sorts of healing modalities. So I was blimmin' going to see everybody. I was seeing kinesiologists, I was seeing Reiki healers, I was seeing 
acupuncturists, I was seeing mediums, I was seeing psychics, some fucker blew a didgeridoo at my ankle. Like it was like I was literally like craving the absence of my feeling because I didn't know then what I know now. And that is that feeling is fine. And even when it's hard, it is okay to experience it. I thought there was... I thought I was never going to feel any other any other way than that intense level of pain. I thought it was permanent. And when things are permanent, we want to change them, right? It's like, like if this is going to be permanent, I need to work out how to change it. What I now know is that nothing is permanent. So any feeling that I have is transient. Therefore, I can handle it. Might not enjoy the process of handling it, but I can actually handle it. Anyway, so in my pursuit to heal myself... I went to see, I don't know what you would call her, like a psychic medium, I suppose. And she told me that my soul and my ex's soul had made a contract. And because of a past life experience where my soul hurt the soul of my ex and did something nasty, I don't know what that nasty thing was, but something happened in a past life. She even told us our names. I think I was called Jane and she was called Mary anyway in this past life experience that we'd had and I had really hurt her soul and so this was penance basically this was my payback and I, and I had agreed to it my soul had agreed to it before I come down in this incarnation and at the time I remember thinking well that explains what has happened at least it kind of like it made me feel better because it felt like, well, this was all predetermined. So this person who I have loved and trusted, it felt like that person that I'd loved and trusted hurt me less. It reduced the amount of pain that I was feeling because it was like, well, this was predetermined and this was out of this human incarnation person's hand. And it was just, you know, the job of her soul and my soul had agreed to it. So at the time, I actually found it really reassuring to believe in this thing of like soul contracts where my soul had agreed to be hurt this way as payback for something that I had done to another soul in a previous lifetime. Now, sitting from the place where I'm not in that level of pain or or grief around the breakup and where I'm complete with it and I've really learned my lesson and now I'm truly deeply grateful for that whole experience. But now I look back on that and I think, nah, man. Like, I don't think we can use our souls necessarily to excuse our human behavior. I think that's spiritual bypassing. And I don't think that we, I don't think there's any point necessarily in relying on soul contracts to try and explain human behavior. That's my personal opinion as it sits right now. At the time, it was really useful. But at the time, I was also drinking two bottles of wine a day before 7pm. So, you know, (laughs) that's how I was managing myself back in the day. Now I see that all my experiences that or my opinion rather, I suppose, is that I don't necessarily resonate with that as a theory. I guess the thing to say here is that these are all theories, you know, soul contracts, karma, predetermined fate, full free will, creationalism. It's all worth nothing. It's, you know, we're all here for no reason at all. There's no such thing as a soul. All of these theories, you know, they are just theories, right? Now I choose to live by the theory that my soul, that I am a soul having a human experience. It resonates with me. It makes sense to me. Would you like daily text messages of support, positivity, and love? 
sent personally from me straight to your phone? Then sign up for Wake Up With Em. It's the affirmation service you didn't know you needed. The first month is free if you follow the link in the show notes. Good morning. You're awesome. What I can't comprehend in my humanness with absolute clarity is what happened before my soul chose the incarnation of Emily Chadbourne. I don't know. I don't know what went on in past lifetimes. I don't know whether my soul made a contract to another soul that we should meet, that we should break each other's hearts, that you should be my parent, that you should be my sister, that you should be someone that I'm actually never even going to have contact with in this human incarnation, but my soul will see your soul in a different lifetime. Like I have got no idea. What I'm always conscious of is not outsourcing my free will to fate. You know, I think freedom is the delicate balance of faith and free will. So while I have faith that my soul is always going to be looked after because it is part of an infinite source of energy, so therefore anything that happens in this incarnation or any other incarnation you know, my soul will, my soul will go on. My soul will go on. <laughs> so while I have faith in that, and that is very reassuring to me, I don't really know where I sit with things like soul contracts. And therefore, where do I, what do I feel about soul mates? Do I think that there is one soul in this human incarnation that is destined to be with my soul and I have to seek out that particular soul in the 7.6 billion people that are on this planet and if I'm with the wrong soul and my human experience is going to be demoted or it's going to be less than no I don't believe that I don't believe the limit that that kind of theory brings I think there are infinite potentials, there are infinite relationships to be had, there are infinite experiences that my soul can have in this incarnation and I don't like to think that it would limit itself to searching for one person. However, what I do believe when we are looking at soul mates is that my soul and your soul, if they hang out together, whether that be in an intimate relationship or a plutonic relationship or a client-coach-based relationship or just in a I see you down the gym relationship, we're kind of mates, right? Because I truly believe that all energy comes from one source, whether that is the Big Bang, whether it's whether you want to call it God, whether you want to call it source, whether you want to call it science, however you want to look at the the energetic source that I believe my soul is. When I look at that, I see that my soul and your soul are from the same source. So we are the same, regardless of the opinion that we have, the color of our skin, the sex and gender that we identify as, like, that's irrelevant. Your soul and my soul are the same thing. Therefore, we're already mates. So do I believe in soulmates? Yes. But I believe that anyone I come in contact with in this incarnation is a soulmate. Do I believe in one soulmate in terms of my romantic life that is destined to be with my soul? No, I don't. I don't believe that. So that's how I feel about soulmates. That's how I feel about soul contracts. Like I, I, I'm, I'm really willing to sit in the unknown and to not have any firm belief around sort of soul contracts or even really karma. Like I haven't quite worked out where I sit with that either. I'm, I don't really know how I feel about past lives in terms of my experience of a past life coming through into this incarnation. I don't know. I'm happy to be non-committal 
to those theories, but I like playing them around in my mind. And certainly those theories have been comfortable to me in extreme periods of human pain and human suffering. But when I'm not in human suffering, I I feel like I don't really need those theories as much. So that kind of like disproves its fidelity to me. I don't know if fidelity is a word. Validness? Hmm. Anyway, the dictionary of Emily, ever expanding. Now I just want to come on to this topic of do I feel upset or sad or despondent about the fact that I'm not in a relationship? And my answer to that is no. Do I have days where I'm lonely and I would love on a rainy Sunday afternoon to just be snuggled up on the sofa with somebody that I am intimate with and love? Fuck yes, because who doesn't want that level of connection in their lives? And it would be ridiculous of me to sit here and say I'm so happy being single and I don't need anyone else in my life that's not the truth of the matter I will always hold I believe the line of truth which is that I would rather be single than be in the wrong relationship I would rather be single than be in a relationship that has gone stale. I would rather be single than be with somebody who doesn't love and respect me. I would rather be single than be with someone I don't love and respect. I would rather be single than compromise for sure. However, does that mean that I am always happy about the fact that I am single? No, it doesn't. And I'm allowed to be both of those things, right? The law of polarity, which is one of the universal laws, and it dictates, we talk about this in the hub quite a lot. In fact, there's a whole new heap of content about to be uploaded to the hub on this particular topic because, you know, the law of polarity dictates that two simultaneous things can happen at the same time. You know, I can be in grief for my mum dying and falling in love at the same time. And that was something that happened to me, you know, as my mum was dying, I was also in the throes of a new relationship. And so I really understand firsthand how you can have two experiences that seemingly are completely opposite to each other and you can have them at the same time. And so I'm very happy being single because I have a phenomenal life. I have a phenomenal group of friends. I have a phenomenal business. I live in a beautiful, wonderful place. I do a lot of work on myself. I'm deeply connected to myself and the universe and the people in my community around me. So I'm a very happy, very content woman. However, of course, there is the part of me that would love for my experience to be even more enhanced by a relationship with the right sort of person. So I can be happy being single and also wanting to not be single at the same time. And that is okay. One of the things that I find hardest, I think, to manage is other people's reaction to my singleness. And often when I begin to feel worried or ashamed or embarrassed or kind of desperate in my singleness, it's normally because I'm worried about what you are thinking of me as opposed to what I am thinking of me. Because I think I'm single because I'm so amazing that the pool of people that I am attracted to and who are attracted to me is probably a bit smaller. Like I'm not willing to settle. I'm not willing to go out with someone who doesn't absolutely love their job and passionate about what they do. I'm not willing to go out with someone who's got shit loads of baggage from their past that they haven't worked through. I'm not willing to go out with somebody who's not sitting in the seat of self-awareness. I'm not willing to go out with somebody who's not got a deeply spiritual practice. I'm not willing to go out with somebody who isn't on the same vibrational level as me. Now that doesn't mean that I think that the people who are not on the same vibrational level as me are less than me. That's not what I'm saying in any way, shape or form. 
It's just that I want to attract somebody who is vibing where I am vibing and who really understands how important my spiritual practice is and who I can have these deeply connected conversations with and who I can learn and grow with because they're not going to fly off the handle whenever anything goes wrong in our relationship or whenever, you know, I pull them up on something and who equally is going to give me feedback when a really kind and loving and compassionate space and create a container for our continued growth together. If, like me, you love reading cool stuff, listening to interesting interviews and hearing funny, quirky stories that feel really relatable, then sign up for my famous Friday emails. They're jam-packed with awesomeness, and if you sign up and you're not into it, you can always unsubscribe. Link in the show notes, and I look forward to being in your inbox on Friday. It's Friday! So I feel like I would rather be single than be in a relationship that was not that. And so whenever I feel like, oh God, I'm not in a relationship, it tends to be when I am going to a dinner party where everyone else is in a couple or when people ask me about it all the time and you're more than welcome to ask me about it. But you know, that one of the many voices in my head, naturally, because I'm a human being and I always have to manage my fear and my doubt and my ego, my egoic voices are cut with, they're asking you that because they're judging you because they're wondering why you're not in a relationship. Like, how can you be happy and be, not be in a relationship? And so, you know, that is something that I have to purposefully and consciously put energy in, and focus into, you know, this idea of like, hang on a minute, am I adopting my presumption of somebody else's judgment? That judgment might, might not even be real. It's just my presumption of it, right? And so I, I often have to ask myself, the feeling that I am having now in terms of like, oh God, I should be in a relationship. Why am I not in a relationship? What's wrong with me? Is that my feeling or is that my presumed judgment of somebody else? And most of the time, if I'm going to be honest, it's presumed judgment of somebody else. It's not even real judgment a lot of the time. It's just my presumption of judgment from somebody else. And so I, you know, have to keep coming back to what is right for me and holding and maintaining my expectation and my standard and my manifestation around the right person showing up in my life. That doesn't mean there's only one person that could ever show up in my life, right? I'm not saying there is one person that my soul is looking for and that soul is looking for my soul. I don't believe that necessarily, but I I am very clear on the type of soul that my soul needs to hang out with in this incarnation. Someone also asked me the other day, just in conversation, do I entertain the possibility that maybe my soul has come down to this experience to not have a long-term relationship? And I thought that was really interesting because I've had long-term relationships, right? So like, what do we mean by long-term relationship? How do we define that? Do we mean like the person that you are going to live with for the rest of your life? Do we mean the person that you're going to have children with? Well, quite frankly, I don't think I want to have children. So that kind of takes out that definition of relationship. You know, what does the one great love of your life mean? Because I've had two or three of them and they've been phenomenal and I don't regret any of them. I've also had some relationships that have not been great loves and they have been certainly areas of growth for me, but nothing that I would repeat again. So I find that quite interesting, this idea that we should find one relationship and then that one relationship should be everything that you've ever needed, everything that you've ever desired, and it should last for the rest of your life. I actually don't buy into that concept. I think that that is a very human construct, which is very outdated and has its roots in the possession of women through marriage. So I actually don't believe 
that there is one relationship that should last me the rest of my incarnation and that is what I should be looking for and that there is one other person out there who is completely right for me. I don't limit myself. My soul is limitless. And so why the only limitations, the only containers that I experience are through my human experience. They're not through my soul. So if there was such a thing as a soulmate, believe me, it's every single person. My soul is in love with every single person. So therefore my soul has already got all of the soulmates that we'll ever need, right? But I I don't necessarily conform to the idea of, you know, I'm looking for one person to spend the rest of my life with. I'm looking for the next relationship, whether that be for a year, two years, three years, four years, five years, 20 years, 30 years. I don't know. Maybe it will be for the rest of my life. I don't know. But I am not necessarily looking for that sense of certainty. I'm looking for adventure. And, and I think that for me makes it feel like I'm not there's no destination for me when it comes to relationships I'm not looking for a relationship and then I've got the relationship and I can tick tick the box and I've I've come to the end of that journey that's not what it's about for me in any way shape or form so I think in conclusion while I don't disagree with the idea of soulmates because I think all of our souls are mates because we all come from one original source I don't necessarily buy into this idea that there is one person out there that I'm destined to meet and that I'm in the search and pursuit for that person relentlessly and I will not be complete in my soul until I have met that soul I don't believe that at all and nor do I really buy into this idea that once I find the next relationship that that relationship will only be successful if we end that relationship through death (laughs) like I believe that relationships are successful as long as you have loved as long as you have felt loved and as long as you have learned something in the process of it it doesn't matter whether that relationship lasts for five minutes or five years or 50 years I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves as human beings to stay in relationships because we still buy into a very outdated idea that you should meet one person and then the two of you should build a life together and then that should be it I'm a huge believer that you know life is infinite and possibilities are infinite and the more that you give yourself over to the expansiveness of life the more experiences you can have in life that's it for today's episode I trust you loved it and remember you can join me as I record these episodes live all of the details are in the show notes If you love this episode, I'd really appreciate you sharing it on your socials and please tag me, Unashamedly Emily. You can also share it through Spotify and if you're listening on iTunes, then please rate and review. It really helps other people find this valuable content. And as always, nothing beats a good bit of word of mouth. So let your mates know all about this podcast. If you're interested in joining my global coaching community, the Unashamedly Human Hub, check out the link in the show notes. See you in the next episode and keep being brave.